where did I get that belief? And having this compassionate mm. curiosity of mm. pulling back, okay, then that's when the light bulbs go off. Like, oh, you know what? You know, I remember being eight years old and my dad telling me this story. And it's like, oh, okay. And then that belief starts to dismantle. Then the light bulbs go on. And then it doesn't take that like effort of like having to believe that it's not too late or I am worthy because there's a reason why so many people do that and it doesn't work. Welcome to the Rise Up Live Free podcast, where we're going to be giving you the exact blueprint to reach financial freedom in 10 years or less, regardless of your age, your income, or your experience. You see, we believe that 97% of traditional financial advice is dangerous, misleading, or outright wrong. And we're here to empower you on how you can use money and cash flow as a tool to create, build, and live a life you love now rather than having to wait until you're 65. If you're ready to take immediate action, join us over at cashflowtactics.com forward slash podcast. All right, all right. Welcome to the Rise Up Live Free podcast. If you were on this podcast today, you are here for a special, unique treat. I got to be honest with you. Today has been one of those anticipated podcasts, something that we've been setting in motion for years. Even before we had the podcast launch, we talked about this very day and it's here. Now, we're also recording this live for the Rise Up Challenge. And so if you can see behind me, you can see that I changed the background colors of the Rise Up Live Free crest and logo to purple. And I changed it to purple for a very unique reason. I am going to welcome today, it's a pleasure and honor to have Mandy Keene on the podcast with us today. Mandy, you want to say what's up to everyone? Thank you. It's an honor to be here, Ryan. Thank you. I tell you what, Mandy, um, you know, so many people today, cash flow tactics has become visible, right? It's become something that people are seeking after they're looking for. We've had some success and it's been really fun, but yeah. like any story that's st like the story that becomes visible has a backstory to it. And Mandy is a key and critical part of that backstory. So I'm excited to really dive in and talk about who Mandy is, why she's here and what she helped not only Brad and I do, but what she's helped some of the most successful entrepreneurs in the entire world do. So Mandy, you come from a background of personal development. You have been in the personal development space for over 20 years, right? You've worked with some of the biggest names out there like Tony Robbins. Today, you know, about five, six years ago, I think you decided to walk away from the traditional personal development space and you dove into really working more intimately with Russell Brunson and his inner circle. That's where we had the fortunate opportunity of meeting. But talk a little bit about your backstory. What was it that brought you from where you were, which is highly successful working with the one, arguably the biggest name in personal development, to deciding to focus your efforts on 100 entrepreneurs in Russell Brunson's inner circle? Uh, well, thank you, Ryan. I'm so excited to be here. And I would say, to put it in a, a nutshell, it started with my mom. I have to blame my mom because she was a self-help junkie. And so that's why I got involved with Tony at a very young age. And I became a coach by 21. Wow. And, you know, and I'm very grateful for my journey that I went through because it what I realized is that coaching so many people, um, especially in self-help, at least the people that Tony attracted and a lot of my clients, 
was they, they really wanted to make more money. That was like the main reason why people invested in the seminars. It really wasn't as much about, to be truthful, like genuine personal growth as it was, I need to make more money because people were hurting financially and they, they made it mean, okay, if I just make more money, then I'm going to be happy. Mm. Right. Even though Tony talked about that, it's still like, that was like the strong hypnosis. And so I know you guys um, know about Robert Kiyosaki. I got into Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I started realizing, you know, what he said. And I was like, "Uh oh, I'm an employee. I need to be an entrepreneur. So I really have to thank Robert Kiyosaki in the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, for inspiring me to kind of switch my mindset from, okay, I don't want to be only in this E quadrant. I really want to have my own thing and start to learn. And that's when a friend introduced me to Russell and his work. And lo and behold, he was in my backyard here in Boise, Idaho. So it worked out that way. And man, I got to tell you how grateful we are that it worked out that way. Brad, you and I had the opportunity of meeting Mandy in the inner circle. And when we showed up in the inner circle, we like to joke about this, but it's not a joke. This is how we felt. The first day we showed up in the inner circle, we looked around and we said, oh my gosh, we don't belong here. Yeah, no <laughs> I don't know anybody. I don't know anybody who doesn't say that with inner uh, circle. It was, it was such a funny that. roller coaster getting yeah. to the inner circle. But when we, when we showed up there and we saw the caliber and the success of the people in that room, we knew we needed to be there, but we didn't feel like we had anything to add. We didn't feel like we belonged. And I think we spent probably the first 12 to 24 months inside of the inner circle primarily with our mouths closed and our ears open. And, you know, we took a lot of notes. We took a lot of time listening, finding out what was working and then taking those things back and trying to apply them in our business. And we tinkered and tinkered and tinkered. And even though we had some moderate success along the way, we still found ourselves not having the success that we desired. And Mandy, I like how you said it earlier, where you talked about in the self-help space, Right? Most people are there because they want to make money. And we see that all the time. I mean, yeah. a lot of people find themselves in a position where there's so much pain around money and they don't even know what they want. They just know what they don't want. And they think money's yes. going to solve that problem and it never does. But you know, we wanted to make a difference. We were there in the inner circle, not, yes, we wanted to make money, but only as a way to validate that we were making a difference in the world. And we stayed very, very true to the message that we have even though oftentimes in the inner circle, we were counseled and advised by some of the successful entrepreneurs to shift gears, to go a different way, to do it an easier way. There's lots of other ways to make money. Yeah. We stay committed to this path of empowering people with money. But there was something that was holding us back and we didn't know what it was until we sat down with you. Brad, you want to talk a little bit about what that yeah. was? I mean, that, it's funny that you said like most people go into self-development to try to make money. I didn't know that I was broken until I was in entrepreneurship, trying to make money. And then it exposed all of, so I was like almost the other way around was like, I'll like say it all the time. Business is one of the best personal development vehicles out there. Cause it just constantly shows you all the ways and that, that you're not adequate, that you need to grow and you need to change. And, and it's definitely been that for us. And I think that's where, when we found Mandy, I'm, I'm really glad Russell had the foresight because I think he'd been through it and said, you know what, the, probably the best thing I can do for this group is get somebody in the room like Mandy so that everybody can continue to move forward because he can teach marketing really well, but he knew we were all going to struggle with this other side of it. And so once we started to hit those walls, not of, hey, I don't understand, but maybe I'm never going to understand, right? Or, hey, that, that doesn't make sense to maybe this isn't the right fit. That's when 
we like called Mandy up and said, I don't really know what you do in the inner circle, but everybody seems to really like you. So it feels like something's broken. Get in our head and tinker around a little bit. And we really, we had a time period there for three or four months. We were on the phone almost every week working through to try to understand what it was that was holding us back. So rather than me trying to put it in my own words, what is it, Mandy, that people run into that become this roadblock that you help guide them through? Because I think you'll be able to say it even better. It was just for us, for me anyway, I have a hard time articulating this stuff. It was like you opened a magic box and things worked. But there's process to this. There's deeper parts behind it. So that's where we were. That's what we did. Manny, what did you do to fix us? (laughs) Well, you know, you guys, what I love about working with people like you guys is that you're humble and you're willing to go, okay, we know that. And that's what I do love about. I'm so much more humble than Ryan. I'm the most <laughs> humble in the world. He has a spreadsheet so to prove more it. Humble. Totally, <laughs> totally. But you were open. You guys were open to, okay, give us feedback. And kind of like um, I was mentioning this before we started this interview is like the, one of my favorite sayings is the fisherman can't smell the fish. You know, when you're in it, that's why I have coaches and therapists who help me. Cause even though I know this, I can't do it. I attempt to do it at a certain level on myself, but it's never as good as when I get a mirror and I get feedback from someone else. So one of the things that I really look at is I pay attention to words. I pay attention to language because what it all boils down to, if I were to sum it up in like one big umbrella, it comes down to self-awareness. I love the quote by Socrates, know thyself. So it's like, how much do you know? And usually the block is like, oh, I didn't realize this about myself. And that's usually what's holding us back. And so what I do is I ask certain questions and I'm really paying attention to the stories that people are sharing and the language. Like people tell you so much with the language and the words they use. And I know some people might disagree with this, but one of my beliefs is like, whatever someone says, it's not by accident. So like, you know, when someone says a metaphor and like, oh, I don't mean it that way. Well, there's actually a part of you that there's a reason why you said it. And so I like to be curious and like just pull on that thread to find out, okay, what's really, what's the belief there? And then that's when we can have some fun with, oh, okay, so you believe that. And one of the things that I've experienced in my own life and I've also witnessed and like you guys, like once you guys were aware, the light bulbs went on and you were running. That's why awareness is so much of it. Because awareness get, keeps gets us unstuck. It's like the, you know, when you put like wood underneath the tire to get it out of the rut, it's like, that's that awareness. And when you, once you have that awareness, like what you guys did with realizing why you were so driven to do this because of your values. Well, before then, we get to values, I want to interrupt you. Sorry, man. You yeah, said no, it's okay. That really clicked, helping me kind of remember the process, this awareness. I remember feeling like, totally lost, right? Because we got thrown into this world that was so different than what we knew. And we'd, we'd be plunged into that for three days during the mastermind and then pulled back out into our own businesses. And then we had joined a couple of other coaching programs and we were like being your head down in a dunk tank over and over and over again. We lost (laughs) sense of, of like, we had lost our awareness of where we were in that world and our place. And I, I remember a lot of the conversation with you was trying to reground where we want to stand and then pull those tools, the, what we're learning and everything back into us 
you know, because I mean, we were definitely in that full, complete overwhelm standpoint of being exposed to way too much. And so getting grounded and becoming just aware of that was for sure. Now that I'm kind of looking back and you were saying it that way is, is hugely important. And anybody on their path, right? This is for the side hustle challenge people. Anybody on that path, just know if you're not overwhelmed, you're not seeing enough possibility, you're not opening your mind enough, you're not being exposed to enough to really grow at the rate that you're going to need to. So you're going to have to become overwhelmed. And, I, and that's a good grounding point to say, figure out how to go back and then become aware of, all right, where am I at? Am I still, like, what way's up? or reorient when you get in that stage. I want to pull out some gold nuggets there too, Mandy, on what you just said, because you talked a lot about the power of words, right? And, you know, we deal with people a lot with the psychology of money and you deal with the psychology of being an entrepreneur, but it all starts mentally, right? And, you know, I believe that there's kind of a progression of the outcome or the destiny of our life. When we finally got this message put together for Cashflow Tactics, we talk about financial freedom in 10 years or less. That's the destiny. That's the outcome. But that, you don't just wake up financially free, you become financially free. And so to roll back on the psychology, it all starts with the thoughts that we think, both consciously and primarily subconsciously. Those thoughts then manifest themselves as words, right? And the thoughts that we predominantly think, because in the beginning, we were thinking, I can't do this. I don't belong here, right? And we were telling ourselves negative you know, messages to ourselves, But, you know, once we got clear that I can do this and our predominant thoughts turn to conscious, I can, you know, I can do this, then our words turn. And once our words turns, our actions turn. And once our actions turn, our habits turn. And once our habits turn, our destiny became almost inevitable at that point. And you're really, really powerful at going into that psychology. And I love the idea of listening to words and then going backwards. So wherever you're listening on this right now on the podcast or in the Side Hustle Challenge, your destiny is shaped by the exact words that you say after I am. I am not worthy. I am not capable. I cannot do it. Or I am, or I can, right? That's what it's all about. So I love that, Mandy. So one of the other things that you helped us do, you're getting into values. And this idea of values, man, I tell you what. You can know, I just in, say one thing? Yeah, yeah, please do. <laughs> We're going to do that a lot, the three yes. of us, aren't we? <laughs> so, because this is so important for everyone listening, because I know that, I went through a lot of like beating myself up. I mean, hi, I'm a coach. So you don't think I, you know, went for the I am and the affirmations or what Tony called the incantations. You know, I'm a powerful, wealthy woman. You don't know how many times I said that. Like in my 20s, I said that over and over and over again. But guess what? It didn't register. Mm. And so part of what I'm saying too with language in, and this is what I encourage for everyone listening, is that, you know, if you have those that, Oh gosh, I do. I say that I say that I'm a loser. I say that I'm too old. Oh, I need to change that. Well, the first thing is to have compassion for yourself because this is not an easy road. Whatever you're doing right now that someone else may say, "Hey, that's a negative pattern or that's a negative story." There was somewhere along the line that that story, how negative it was or whatever behavior, you know, in our society would call let's say negative, was a survival mechanism. So the way to change our unconscious mind is not just to pour pink paint over it and to say, okay, I'm wealthy now, right? That doesn't work. I've tried it. It doesn't work. What works is first having compassion going, oh, where did I get that belief? So I just said that I'm too old for this, let's say. 
where did I get that belief? And having this compassionate mm. curiosity of mm. pulling back, okay, then that's when the light bulbs go off. Like, oh, you know what? You know, I remember being eight years old and my dad telling me this story. And it's like, oh, okay. And then that belief starts to dismantle. Then the light bulbs go on. And then it doesn't take that like effort of like having to believe that it's not too late or I am worthy because there's a reason why so many people do that and it doesn't work. So oh. I invite people just to be mm. compassionately curious about why do you believe what you believe and be, you know, I say the word compassion because it can be uncomfortable to uncover that. But what I like to share with my clients and my friends is anything we do, we do for a reason. And it's usually was what kept us alive. And we just need some help in pointing out and going, okay, I don't need to do that anymore. And now I understand why I did it. I have compassion for that, but now I don't need to do that. And I could be able to move on. And you guys are so great at that with that money conversation. So much gold right there. And, and having gone through your process and having spent years with you, that compassionate curiosity, it just flows from you and you help open that Pandora's box in the two of us. And man, I can't tell you how powerful that is because you linked up, I think two, one, two of the most powerful concepts, compassionate curiosity with belief. I believe, I believe that one of the biggest things that holds people back in life, but especially in the world of entrepreneurship is belief, right? They don't believe 100%. they can do it. And I've, I've felt both the negative Im impacts of that and the positive impacts of that. And belief for me has always been at the center and you helped with that compassionate curiosity uncover the things that were causing me to have disbelief and replace that disbelief with a sense of faith and a sense of I can do this. So Mandy, that's gold, gold, gold right there. So I want to tee up the next part of this, Mandy, where you're about to go before I cut you off, but I think we've got a good segue into it now. I've, in my personal development journey, I'm more of the backseat part of it because I have to take the woo-woo stage, rah-rah, jump up and down and like fit, fit that into a spreadsheet somehow before I can like really <laughs> get there. So I'm, I, I have to process a lot more of that. And I am statements, affirmations. has always been one I've, I still struggle with it. Um, really getting the power out of that. But I would say there's two elements, Mandy, that you showed us. The next piece that you were about to go into is I realized one reason why those things didn't work for me is I didn't want the things I was saying. Oh. And I was around, but I was around people that that's how I heard them say things. And so, well, I'm a powerful, rich woman. Well, I never said that, but you did. <laughs> but what, if that's not in alignment with my core values, then no matter how many times I'm going to say it, it's never going to sink in. And I, I noticed that in some of the circles that I put myself in, it wasn't until I became aware and really specifically aware of what was driving me and what outcome I really wanted. We use this in the game of money all the time. What do you want? Like, what does financial freedom mean? And it can't be a dollar amount. It's not until we identify what we want that then the path to getting there has meaning and we can take that on. And so, Mandy, you took us through some things helping us identify what are our core values, what are driving the things. And then it led to Ryan to tap into your thing of belief. I've never, like I still have, I'm in my late thirties, but I still have that 19 year old in my brain that when something happens, I'm like, I can do that every time. Like, doesn't matter. Like, I'm like, oh, I, I still am like, oh yeah, I can do that. And then I have to wait a minute and think about it. So belief has never been an issue for me, but giving myself permission to believe something has been the other key to that is, is I've not, I've not allowed myself and it's only slightly different, but 
And I, I think that's tied into this concept of, well, if it's against my core value, I shouldn't believe that I can do it because then I'm going to do it. And then that's not what I actually want. It's that self-sabotage there. Yes. So what did you take us through to help us identify our core beliefs to allow us to really step into what we're now leading at Cash Tactics? Yeah. So you guys took the DISC and the values assessment. So it's a DISC and values assessment. So anybody watching, you can Google DISC and values assessments. And there's so many that you can be able to take. So you guys took the uh, values assessment. And I remember being surprised myself that both of you were number one and you were in, no wonder what you were saying, Brad, you were in inner circle where 90% of the people in inner circle, Russell included, number one value is economic. And so you're around people that valued ROI, economic, money, that was their number one value. That's what drove them. So for those listening and don't know that much about values, values are, are the fuel that drive us. Kind of like when we go to the gas station, we get unleaded, we get premium, do we get diesel? Like what fuels the car so it can go? So values, when we're self-aware of like what we really care about, then that's how we can build our business to be in alignment with who we naturally are versus, you know, being, I, I see so many people being like a giraffe trying to be a porcupine. Like they're trying to be something that they're not. <laughs> right? Like a giraffe is never going to be a porcupine. And so what you guys, what surprised me about your results is being, you were in the conversation of money, but you're both shared that very intense number one value of freedom. And so that's what drove you. And I, and I believe with what you were saying earlier, Ryan, is that I know you guys got a lot of people talking to you and saying, you guys should do this. You guys should do that. And, and I love that you weren't too tempted to sway your mission because you had a lot of people with a lot of certainty and a lot of confidence that were telling you past that absolutely you could take to finally, let's say, make that money. But when I witnessed you guys recognize that why you were doing what you were doing, then you were on fire. It's like then everything else that you had learned to that point, like you were saying, those 24 months it's like, then it all started to come together. At least that was my perception. You guys give me your feedback. Yeah, Mandy, I can't tell you how empowering that was for us because when you helped us identify what our values were, I mean, we always knew it. We just never could put our finger on it. We just couldn't put our finger on it. And leading up to that moment, we kept trying to shape our message with an ROI background. Like we, we would try to go out there and talk about, hey, this is better than that. And you know, this rate of return versus that rate of return. And it was, I mean, yeah, it was true, but we didn't have any passion behind that. What yeah. we did have passion behind once you helped unlock that was freedom. And once we realized that, we realized our best clients, the people that resonate with us the most, the people that we've got the most results for, they have the same values as we do. They want freedom. They want to control their time. And so we took everything down after that. It, it was so amazing. After you shared that with us, we went back to our business. and We're like, well, our business, we've built it around the wrong values, right? I mean, yes, you know, once we get people in, we would try to, we would not try, we would kind of reorient them of, okay, here's the actual path you're going to go down. So our, our products never changed. Our strategy never changed, but our front end messaging was different. And so we took it all down and we spent about six months and between those, you know, coaching, you know, three to six months of coaching with you and then launching, that's where we came up with this idea of rise up rise up, take control so that you can be free. And you helped us unlock that. And I can't even tell you how powerful that was because for the first time we were able to look at everyone who didn't have the same core values as us and say, look, we might not be the guys for you. Mm 
we're talking to this type of person that wants this thing. And man, I tell you that that is exactly what exploded our business. Just that again, it, it, that opened up our permission to then do everything because then we knew we were in alignment with what we wanted. Right. And we talk about this in people's game plans all the time. It's, I can't help you understand what you need to do with your money until I know where you're trying to go so that I know that every single decision we're making is leading toward that outcome. And we were kind of in that out of alignment with our values. We're not self-aware of those values so that we could take the tool and build our path to where we wanted to go, not just where other people around us were trying to build because we didn't want the same things. So huge, huge. And I kind of even laughed it off. I remember, Mandy, I was like, fine, I'll take your stupid personality test, (laughs) whatever. And then it- I think he went back and built it into a formula and like tried to reverse engineer the math behind it. I don't know if he's got that spreadsheet built yet. I would love for you to do that, Brad. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I'll tell you what, Mandy. So you, I think, you know, we've talked about words. We've talked about belief. We've talked about, you know, self-care. We've talked about values. One of the other things I want to talk about, because you coach entrepreneurs through this, this maze of all of these things, right? And in an entrepreneur's life, I think there's, you can go through all of these emotions in the space of 24 hours, right? You can be at the highest of the high and the lowest of the low, and you could probably bounce back and forth between those two 10 times in 24 hours. Yes. And you've seen that over and over and over again. One of the things that I've felt, you know, even when we had our values uncovered, even when we understood, you know, and, and gave ourselves permission to believe that we were worthy and capable and we could do it and, you know, that it was going to be a journey and all of this stuff, there was still a certain level of anxiety that came with that. And, yeah. you know, the more I've been around other entrepreneurs, right? I feel like that's a predominant thing that not a lot of entrepreneurs are comfortable talking about. And we've talked to you specifically about our entrepreneurial anxiety. I know other people in, you know, client privilege have probably talked to you about that as well. But talk a little bit about how you help entrepreneurs deal with this entrepreneurial anxiety, because there is a lot of pressure being an entrepreneur. There is a lot of pressure taking on the mantle of of running a business and creating offers and servicing people and paying payroll and all the things that come with that. So talk a little bit about how you help people through that. Yes. Anxiety is a big one. And I would say that if everyone wants to know a little secret about us as human beings, (laughs) we all have anxiety. All of us. I have yet to, I mean, I haven't met the Dalai Lama. Maybe he doesn't. Um, But, you know, I've yet to meet a human being who doesn't have a certain level of anxiety. Now, some of us have more than others. And what I have experienced is with entrepreneurs. So it's like if the level of anxiety for everyone is here, entrepreneurs is like here. So it is intensified as entrepreneurs. In fact, I have some clients who are employees and I notice it on my sessions. I'm like, Oh, wow. You're not as anxious. (laughs) Okay. This is, this is an easier. Okay. You know? And so the reason, first off, I think it's really important to understand entrepreneur anxiety, that it's a very real thing. And you think about anxiety. What is anxiety? It's fear of the future. And so it's worry of the future. It's fear of that. And 
the thing first, and I know I may sound like a broken record with this, is to first have compassion because mm -hmm. what you're doing is very intense, right? What you're doing with creating your own business and you know bringing out like part of you to the world and to be able to make money and to be able to get other people who appreciate it and pay for it back. It's an incredible, awesome experience as you guys know, but it's also lots of risk. And I love what you said earlier, Brad, is nothing will have you really look at yourself and kind of force you into personal growth, like being an entrepreneur, like being a business owner. And so I would say the first thing is to be aware and understand that you're not alone. There's not something severely wrong with you. It's kind of like you're climbing Everest and you're going, this is hard, you know, and like, and sometimes it's cold and sometimes the wind is going, but then sometimes you get to a point, like you were saying, Ryan, you're like, whoa, look at this view. This is amazing. I'm so glad I'm climbing it. And then other times where you're like, why am I doing this? <laughs> right? Yeah. Why can't I just be a normal person? You don't know how many conversations I've had with entrepreneurs. <laughs> like, why can't I just work at a company? Why can't I just clock in, clock out? And so um, the first thing is to be aware that it's very real versus being in denial of it. I witness a lot of um, shame around this anxiety. And I really like to lift the veil that, you know what, we all have it. And it's normal that you have it. And to first recognize and give yourself permission to go, okay, yeah, I'm scared. And just to be able to admit that first, because if you don't admit it, I think you guys both know what happens, right? If you don't admit that, that fear, what we resist persists. And so that's when we do, you know, I know like for myself, that's when we, we make decisions that later we're like, what was I thinking? Mm -hmm. Right? Because we're not in our best state of mind. We're in that lizard brain that wants to keep us alive. So it seems counterintuitive, but the first step is just to be able to admit it and recognize it. Does that make sense? Totally. I think that actually lowers the level of anxiety because when you look at the facts for what they are, they're never as scary as your subconscious mind wants to play them up to be. Like when you yes. look at, hey, these are the facts. You look at that and you say, I can deal with that or it's not as bad as I was giving my, you know, my mind was telling me it was. And I think that actually lowers the anxiety once you give yourself permission to acknowledge it. Yes, and 100%. Ryan, we have the pleasure to work with lots of, of wonderfully successful entrepreneurs inside of our communities, but not everybody in our community is an entrepreneur. So Ryan, why are we talking about entrepreneurial anxiety with all of the employees? Like what do they need to be aware of? And specifically, Ryan, how did you feel? The, tell the story of when you found out you were having your first kid and then parallel that with how you felt when you bought your first piece of real estate. Yeah. So one of the core values inside of uh, Cashflow Tactics, if you've gone through any of our education, we have this whole series of education that we call the producer revolution. And we teach people how to rise up, how to be producers, not just financially, but every area of your life. And one of the principles inside of that is freedom requires stewardship. It does. Mm -hmm. Freedom requires stewardship. You have to be responsible for the results of your life. And I've always felt that level of stewardship because one of my core values is freedom. And I didn't understand why I took everything like commitment so seriously, but I did. And I'll never forget my wife and I, we joke about this all the time, but you know, when I got engaged, like the night I got engaged, it was all fun and games, right? We were all excited and I was taking pictures and sending it to people and calling our mom and dad. But then the next morning I woke up and I realized, holy cow, I've got 
someone I'm responsible for. And I, I, I about puked and like, I looked up in the mirror and I'm like, what are you doing? I dealt with that, <laughs> that life anxiety and I got married. And a year later, my wife flashed a pregnancy test in my face, even though I didn't believe she could ever get pregnant. And she said she was pregnant. And I went, I almost passed out and I went into the bathroom and I got on my knees and I started praying. And my wife knocked after like two hours and like, Ryan, are you ever going to come out of there? And I was literally oh. praying. Right. And you know, when I bought my first, so when I bought my first house, I was naively excited, right? I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I'm like, oh, this is awesome. I'm a, I'm a real estate investor. And I was naively excited. So I didn't get too much anxiety on the first house. I just walked around with a big puffed up chest. <laughs> but after I bought my third house, I came back and I hyperventilated. I'll never forget. It was over Mother's Day weekend. And I came back and I was like leaning up against the counter. I was like, oh, oh, what am I doing? What am I doing? I have three houses. And my wife was patting me on the back. You can do this, Ryan. You can do this. So guys, no matter where you're at in your life, whether you're an entrepreneur, yep. whether you're an employee, if you want freedom, which That's is what we preach and teach at Cashflow Tactics, it's going to require a level of stewardship. And people handle that mantle of stewardship in different ways. And at Mandy is the entrepreneurial whisperer to help you understand how to work within your anxiety because Mandy's not going to take it away from you, but she's going to help you acknowledge it, understand it, and work within your situation and the facts and details of where you're at. And that has been tremendously empowering for both Brad and myself. And one of the biggest dichotomies about this idea of freedom is people come to us inside of Cashflow Tactics wanting certainty around their financial future. And it's hard to get everybody to see it. But in order to have that certainty, in order to have that freedom, you first have to accept the uncertainty of what you're stepping into. And you have to be willing to accept if you're going to take control, picking up the other end of the stick of control is everything that comes with that, all of the responsibility, all of the stewardship. And that's going to lead to the feeling that Ryan had. I had the same thing. And when I looked at my balance sheet, I was like, wow, I owe a lot of people a lot of money. And if this doesn't go well, I'm on the hook for it, right? So we have to create an uncertain future in order to be able to create our future at all. And so that's why whether you're an entrepreneur or an employee, but embarking on the journey of financial freedom, you've got to be equipped with these tools. That's why I want Mandy on here because she's the one that opened them up and taught them to us. Well, and Mandy, something that, oh, know, go ahead, go, go ahead. ahead. Well, I was just going to say something I admire and witness about the two of you that I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong in stating this, is that one of the things that I've witnessed with the both of you that I believe has helped your anxiety that I would like to reinforce for the listeners to be able to do is your routine is so important. And like with what you guys do with, I think, is it every Saturday morning, like climbing the mountain, yeah. um, you know, the time with your kids, it's like, um, I find that so many um, entrepreneurs and especially the people who I've worked with who are, um, you know, as, you know, they have one foot in being an entrepreneur and they have the other foot in being a side, having that side hustle is to remember and value that those self care routines, that time with the family, that exercise, being able to, cause the anxiety is going to hit, but it's going to be a lot lower with your self-care routines being higher. And so figuring out for you what recharges you, what reconnects you. Like I love Ryan, your story of like, honestly, getting on your knees and praying to God. It's like that helped. I'm sure that probably helped your anxiety. So it's like what works for you and lowering that anxiety and setting up your schedule to have that in place is going to really set you up to win. Ah, totally agree. Mandy, you, I don't know if there's a podcast or a video that could do you justice. Uh, what you've oh, right. unlocked in us, and it's that awareness as you talked about, it's that belief, it's acknowledging what is real. And 
If you're anywhere, if you're listening to this podcast, if you want more for your life, guess what? We teach the financial strategy, but those things are just tools. Those things are not the solution. You, my friends, wherever you're at, whether you're in the side hustle challenge or you're listening to this on the podcast, you are the solution. You are your best investment. And it starts with investing in your mindset. When you have a strong mindset, you can then translate that mindset into a skill set. And then you can start investing with that mindset and skill set inside of a network. So that is at the core of all of this. And there's very few people that understand the psychology of being productive, the psychology of thinking like a producer, the psychology of truly rising up inside of your life. Mandy is that person. So wherever you're at, take a moment and ask yourself, is the life that you want just outside of your reach? If it is, then it might be time to examine your mindset first and foremost before you examine anything else. So Mandy, before we dive into the last question, how do people get in touch with you? Uh, my favorite is Instagram. So I'm Mandy J. Keen on Instagram and I check my own messages. So <laughs> I'm available that if someone reaches out to me, I promise to respond. I tell you what, Mandy is one of the most genuine and authentic people you will ever, <laughs> ever meet. We've called Mandy in the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. And she's been there as a friend, a mentor, and a guide throughout it all. So follow her on Instagram. We'll put that in the link below in the, in the show notes. But Mandy, you know, this is about empowering people to own and control their time, right? And to live a purpose, not to retire. Like I think one of the biggest myths and flaws mm -hmm. of the financial space is that you work until you quit. Mm -hmm. Human beings aren't meant to quit, right? They're not meant to retire. They're meant to uncover their unique God-given talents and put those talents in the service of other people to own and control their time. So they're making decisions, not based on how much money will I earn, but what is the highest and best use of that time in the moment? So for you, Mandy, you came to our event last year and we had talked to you and you had been, you know, you had known about our strategy, but I think something clicked for you last year and it was amazing to watch. So I want to ask you, Mandy, what does financial freedom mean to you? Financial freedom means to me in a nutshell is being able to make the impact while I'm here and to have a blast with my loved ones. Yeah. And so in order to make the impact that I want to be able to make, then I can't have that worry and anxiety around money, right? Renting space in my brain to be able to make that impact, to be able to be present and have a blast with my loved ones. And, you know, what clicked for me is I remember I, I was sitting in the back row and I was holding back the tears because like you guys did this exercise where you realize how much money you've made to this point. That exercise is brutal, by the way. <laughs> it is brutal. mean. We put a disclaimer on it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. You should like have someone hand out like tissue boxes. Okay. Because <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. And I allowed myself to feel that pain of going, oh, wow. I realized in that moment, I had been telling myself a story of producing that wasn't true and that, wow, that wasn't my issue. My issue, and I think this is taught a lot in the self-help industry, it's kind of a lottery mentality of like red 21, red 20, like putting it all on one. And, and there's so many stories being told. I'm not going to retell them, but there's so many um, success stories told of people, quote unquote, making it big with this like one ticket, right? With this one thing that they did. And so what I've noticed that happens with other people, and this happened with myself, is thinking that, oh, I just got to find this one thing that's going to then explode. And what you guys taught me 
was that it's not this like one lottery ticket, this one idea that you have, this one screenplay that you write is going to be big, or this one book you're going to write is going to become a New York Times bestseller. What you guys taught me that I'm so grateful for is that it's a journey and that when you realize your, your power is actually setting yourself up to win by knowing there is going to be inevitable ups and downs. There's not one person that I know that hasn't had inevitable ups and downs yet. I was believing that I was going to have this like one big win and that set me free. Mm. And so after your event that totally set me free and I realized that I was treating my money that way. Of like, oh, I'm just going to, I want to have one big win. It's going to be great. And so that's why I wasn't where I w- wanted to be financially. And after that clicked, it didn't take willpower, you guys. It didn't take willpower for me to start saving. It didn't take willpower for me to start making smarter de- decisions with my money. I intellectually knew what I needed to do, just like we intellectually know we need to eat more fruits and vegetables, but how many of us actually do it? Well, it was like what you guys helped me do is you helped me want to eat the fruits and the vegetables. You helped me want to be able to do the right things for myself because you helped dismantle the hypnosis that I had been given. And that's what was keeping me stuck. So I have to thank you guys because you guys did for me as well as showing me what was holding me back that I couldn't see myself. Mm, Love that. Love that. Love that. Brad, anything else you want to add to this? No, this is... This is, I'll just kind of say like, everybody thinks they come into Cash Tactics for money advice and they don't get either. We don't ever give advice. We teach principles and frameworks and it's not about money. It's about what money does for us and the life that we're able to build. And this is just another example of us trying to say, look like this is what's coming. When, When you commit to becoming financially free, we're here to show you the path and we've walked it. Ryan's walked it. I've walked it. Jimmy's walked it. And the cool part about this is that, Mandy, everything you said, Ryan and I are on. Everything you said, the craziest part about it is it all applies to Jimmy as well. His number one value is freedom. He went through all the same stuff. So I know we sort of feel very fortunate that three of us found each other, but we're here to be your guides on the path because we've walked it and we've gone through it. And if we don't bring these things up, we feel like we're back that guru on stage who's never actually done it themselves and they're just selling you on how to doing it. So hopefully as you're listening in, you're getting the connection here between why concepts like this are so important to you becoming financially free. Can well, I Mandy, just add one quick thing on that? I know, yes. I, know we're, I know we're wrapping up, but my heart's just like saying, yes, I gotta, say it. one of the things, and this is very vulnerable for me to admit, one of the things that you guys helped me realize is how much I was holding back my own happiness because I wasn't financially free yet. And I had this story in my head that I wasn't allowed to enjoy my life until I was a millionaire. And I noticed like I robbed myself of doing things that I would think would be fun because, oh, I'm not allowed to do that until later. You know, after your guys' event, you know, I, I scheduled more dates with my nieces. I noticed like I, I play more with my dog. I mean, I know that sounds so simple, but it was like, I wasn't doing that. I was like, kind of like, I was more serious and like, Oh, I got to get to work. I do this. And it wasn't working number one. And number two, I mean, that wasn't living free. And so what you guys talk about with living free, like you can live free now. You don't have to wait 
until you're, you know, technically financially free. And that's what my most favorite thing that you guys teach as far as a psychological standpoint. And what's ironic is when we do that, we start to make the better decisions that will lead to financial freedom, which is so brilliant. Man, the psychology of money. So, so the psychology of life, money's just a manifestation of life. Exactly. You're so spot on with all of this guys. Financial freedom isn't a destination. You're not in the game to retire. This is a lifestyle. When you understand the concepts, the principles and the tactics of how to use money as a tool, how to be a producer, how to think psychologically as a producer, then guys, your life changes, everything changes. And you can embrace the journey instead of hoping for one day at the destination. So guys, honestly, there have been mentors that have changed the course of our life. Mandy is one of those mentors. And I think the unique and the special thing about Mandy is she's not looking to be on stage. She's not looking to be the guru. She's not looking to take the praise or the credit, but she is behind the success of so many people that it's just, it blows my mind. So if you want to get connected with Mandy, get connected with her on, um, what's that social thing? Instagram. 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 (laughs) I started using it a little while ago. So Instagram, get connected with her on Instagram. Her link is down below. And until the next podcast, rise up, live free. This is your one shot in life. Make it count. Thank you so much for listening to the Rise Up Live Free podcast. Do you want to connect with me and other empire builders who are on a mission to take control of their financial plans and become financially free in 10 years or less? Well, then join us in our private Facebook group where we get to go deeper into the topics of financial freedom. And it's the only place you can see the actual results of people on their path to financial freedom, learn what's working, and interact as a community dedicated to becoming financially free. When you join, you'll get immediate access to exclusive training in a private membership area. This training will empower you in your path to becoming financially free, and it will fast track your results. This is the only place you get access to this exclusive content. So be sure to join us in the Facebook group now. Just go to cashflowtactics.com forward slash group or head over to Facebook and search Cashflow Tactics to join. I look forward to you joining us next time on the Rise Up Live Free podcast.